Hello, everyone. Welcome to the BYU Pre-Med Podcast, hosted by myself, Kai Anderson, where we will discuss everything you need to know to become a well-rounded, well-prepared medical school applicant. All right, what's up, everyone? Today, our topic by popular demand is research. Now, this is something that I've been wanting to make a podcast on for a long time, but I wanted to make sure I had as much useful information for you guys as possible. And so I've done a lot of research on this, and I'm excited to talk to you today about first, how to get into a research lab, how to succeed in a research lab, and lastly, what to expect from your research that you will be doing. And then we'll also address a couple opportunities that are specific to BYU students to make your research stand out a little bit more. So to start off, my first piece of advice is to get into a lab as soon as you possibly can. Research work usually goes really slowly. It takes a lot of time to learn all the skills you need and to even understand, you know, a little bit about what you're doing. And it'll be a while before you're actually useful and beneficial in the lab. And until you're useful and beneficial in the lab, you're not going to be able to publish anything. So the sooner you can get into a lab, the better. The problem here is that it can be hard to get into a research lab, if, especially if you're in your first or second semester. So after talking to lots of pre-meds about their experiences with this, using my own experiences, and also talking to some professors who run labs, I've compiled a list of ways and kind of a step-by-step process to follow that will help you be the most effective at getting into a lab. So first off, one of the best ways you can get in, in with a professor is to take their class. And I'm not saying just go take their class and sit in the back row or, you know, on the side and and get a good grade in it, but participate in the class. Also get good grades, of course, and make sure they know your name. If that means you go to their office hours occasionally, definitely do that. You want them to be able to put a face to your name. Then once you've established a connection with them, you're going to be in a much better place to ask them if you can join their lab. So we're going to talk about some steps to follow in between those two. But the first thing to do definitely is take a class from them. Make sure they know who you are. You have to remember these professors are constantly being asked by anyone and everyone if they can be a part of their lab, because it seems like BYU is overrun with pre-med students who all know that they need research and who are all asking all the professors if they can work in their lab. So you're going to have to do something to stand out amongst that community. And the first part of that is make sure that they know who you are. So once you have a couple professors who know you, whether that be from their class or some sort of other connection, I know some people have family connections or friend connections. Those are great too. The next thing you need to do regardless is to show a genuine interest in the kind of research they're doing. Now, I'm not saying you have to go and learn all the techniques they use in their lab right away, but this will still take some work as it will be far above your level of knowledge as to what they're doing. So what I'm talking about here is you're going to want to go out, find some recent papers that they've published, and at least just read the abstracts of the papers, find out what the theme of their research is after you read a couple, and figure out what they're trying to accomplish. All that information will be available on the Research BYU website, but if you actually go in and read the abstracts, you'll understand it a lot better, and they'll be able to tell if you've done that or not. And definitely refer to those things when you're talking to them. Now. Before we go any further, I just want to say I know that there's lots of people desperate to get onto a research team, but I would caution against showing a fake interest in a subject just to get into a lab. First of all, most professors can tell if you're, you know, have a fake interest, but also, you know, research can be very tedious 
at times. And so if it isn't related to something you're passionate about, you're going to be in for a long couple of years working in the lab. With that being said, though, it's definitely still going to take some time to really grow to love what you're doing. Like I said, there's a really steep learning curve. And so don't expect to love it right away, but try to find something that at least is important to you. And then you can work with that from there. Okay, so now that you've done your research on the professor's line of work and you've made a connection with them, the next thing you need to do is ask them how you can get involved. Now, I'd recommend asking them in person first. Once again, they know who you are that way, and it's going to stand out more than one of the emails they get. And so a great time to do this might be during their office hours or a time where you know that they're free. Try to find a time to ask where they're not going to be rushing off somewhere or trying to juggle time with you with a whole lot of other people. Try to find them in a calm environment. And then once you're there with them, talk to them about why you would like to join their lab specifically. This is where we bring up the research that you've done on them and why you're passionate about it. Definitely use personal experiences here. If the research is about, let's say, drug addiction and you have a, uh, a friend who maybe passed away from an overdose or you have a family member who struggled with drug addiction, talk about that with them. Let them know that you're passionate about it and that you're going to stick it out in their lab. And once you've talked to them, most professors will want you to fill out some sort of application. So I'd recommend getting that done as soon as you can after your original conversation with them. So you're still fresh in their mind. That conversation's still fresh in their mind. They can review that right away. And you're now a cohesive, well like put together person who can contribute in their lab and it's not scattered all over the place. At this point, once you've filled out that form, there's not much else you can do, but wait, you definitely follow up with professors if you haven't heard back from them. But if you do this with a couple different professors, I would say that you're at great odds of getting into a lab. This is definitely a numbers game still though. So don't be discouraged if you don't hear back from the first couple of professors you try this with. Definitely keep following up with them. Be persistent. But, you know, students are constantly going to be joining and leaving labs. So there's bound to be an opening somewhere in that time. So like I said, yeah, don't get discouraged if you don't hear back. Just keep trying and eventually it'll work out. Now, a word of caution in this regard is don't just email a bunch of random professors. I tried this my freshman year. I reached out to about 10 professors who I didn't even know. But I thought, I'm like, oh, that that research sounds interesting. So I read a couple of their papers and then I just sent them an email saying, hey, I'd love to work in your lab. I read this. I'm excited about that. Um, can we meet sometime and talk about this? And I didn't hear back from any of them. I reached out to about 10, I think I said. So make sure that you're having a genuine interest in what they're doing. Make sure that they know who you are and then reach out to those people. But the more people that you can make those connections with, the better. So now that we've covered how to get into a lab, let's talk about how to make the best use of your time while you're there. So first off, this is something that I made a big mistake in, and I can tell you guys about that briefly, but don't pretend like you have any idea of what you're doing. At the start, you're going to be really surprised at how much you don't understand, and that's totally okay. The professor expects you not to know anything about what they're doing because it's usually at a master's or doctorate level, and you're, you know, in your first or second year of your undergrad, even third year of your undergrad. So you're working on stuff that's much further beyond anything you'll even study in your undergrad. So accept the steep learning curve, 
and don't be afraid to ask questions. Like I said, this was an area where I really struggled. I thought I should know what I was doing. And so after I asked a couple of questions, I was like, I'm going to be annoying if I keep asking questions. And I was too prideful. So I just kind of kept my head down and tried to make the most of the little amount of work that I sort of understood. And I actually lost a couple of years where I could have done a lot of great research because I was too afraid to, to ask questions and kind of admit my helplessness. So once I acknowledged that, I started asking questions and now I'd say I'm at a much better place in the lab I'm working at. And I would say that that is all due to me being willing to ask questions, even questions that I had already asked and make sure I'm really understanding what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Going along with this, don't expect that you're going to do everything perfect when you are first, when you're doing it the first couple times or even ever. These lots of the procedures that you're going to be doing are very complicated and finicky sometimes, and it's going to take a lot of time and practice and trial and error. And just like how professors know, you know, this is way above what you currently know, they're also going to realize that these are tough procedures and they're going to give you some grace in that. So it's much better to ask those questions and practice tons until you get it right then try to avoid doing anything important and just taking a backseat to everyone else. Because then, you know, there was really no point in being in the lab in the first place if you're not going to take advantage of it. So my last piece of advice regarding how to succeed in the lab is be willing to take on responsibility. I know we have a lot going on between other extracurriculars and schoolwork, but if there's something that needs to be done or an opportunity to stand out amongst your research team, don't be afraid to take that opportunity. We'll talk about a couple of those opportunities at the end of the episode that are specific to BYU students. But for example, let's say there's a new experiment that someone needs to start trying some things out. Be the one to say, hey, yeah, I can take the lead on that. Or a master's student who's starting a new project, say, hey, yeah, I'd love to work with you on that. Um, this will help you stand out once again amongst all the other people on your research team. And it also gives you opportunities to learn new things. And it shows intellectual curiosity, which is something that med schools really look for. Okay, so now onto the last topic of what to expect in your research lab. So while what to expect varies between professors, if you're wanting to eventually get published, then you should expect to spend at least, you know, maybe five hours in the lab per week. But that number, it's probably closer to 10 hours per week for other labs. So it really kind of depends, but you know, somewhere between five to 10 hours a week. On top of that, there's usually weekly or biweekly meetings where your team will meet together and discuss what's going on. And like I said, this meeting doesn't count toward the hours that I, that I already mentioned, um, those five to 10 hours. Okay, so now if you're taking the lab for credit, there's variable number of hours you can sign up for, usually depending on the professor. But just remember that each credit hour that you sign up for means three hours of doing lab work a week. Some professors also will offer a variety of classes that also include reading papers and going to lab meetings. And if your professor offers this, and if you're not sure, definitely ask them. But if they do offer it, I would highly recommend signing up for this. It's going to help you understand what their research is a lot better. You're going to get better at reading papers, which is important. And you're not going to be able to do a ton of work in the lab when you first start. So it's a great way to be able to get those hours. 
Um, if you're signed up for regular research credit, you can only count the lab hours. But if you're signed up for a different for this um, version of it, you can count the time you spent, you know, meeting and reading papers and going to lab meetings. It will also be super helpful for you when it comes time to apply for grants and presentations and things, because you'll understand the bigger picture of what you're trying to do. And so speaking of grants and presentations, I just like to talk about two opportunities specific to, well, not just specific to BYU students, but that are, will, are good for BYU students where it gives you a chance to stand out. And I was confused at the, about what these two were for a long time. I just heard about them from other people. And so I just want to really simply explain to you guys what they are. So the first one is called Kira. You might've seen posters advertising for Kira in the LSB and different things. But Kira is uh, essentially a grant that you apply for to help fund a project you're working on. So what this usually entails is they have a website where you will go on and they'll have you answer different prompts. They'll have you write an abstract or an introduction. They'll have you write about the methods that you're using, the results that you're expecting to receive, and basically why that money is necessary for the project. This is going to require you to understand the bigger picture of the research that you're doing because they don't want to hear about the specific little PCR techniques that you're using. They want to hear about how your project is going to make a difference in the grand scheme of things. You know, when this paper gets published, what will be its benefit to the world? And then when you start broad, then you have the opportunity to come narrow, talk about what you're doing specifically, why you need the money for what you're doing, and then you're going to finish broad again, kind of an hourglass um, model to this. And this looks great on a med school application that you were able to receive uh, a competitive grant for a paper. The second one, these two are easy to get confused because they sound similar. So we first talked about Cura. The second thing I like to talk about is called UCUR or U-C-U-R. And this is a conference that's done in Salt Lake at the University of Utah. And it's for undergraduate research in particular. With this, they're typically you're typically going to submit your UCUR project around the same time as your Cura project, which actually works out really nicely because you can use your abstract from your Cura for your UCUR. And so what you're going to do is you're going to submit your abstract for UCUR and they will either accept or reject your, your application, your abstract. And if you're accepted, then you have the opportunity to go to the University of Utah and present this either as a poster or as a PowerPoint these are usually about 15 minute presentations that you're going to give to other people who are there. And this is also a great thing to put on your med school application. It shows that you knew what you were doing in your research lab, that you were able to give a presentation. Um, it shows public speaking skills, all sorts of great things. So I highly recommend signing up to do Euchre and also Kira. So we've covered how to get into research lab, how to succeed in your work, and also talked about a couple of opportunities to be on the lookout for. That's all we have for you today, but thanks for listening, and as always, stay tuned for a new episode next week.